The Curse of Mouse Tower. About 15 miles northwest of the city mains, there rises from the River Rhine a rock on which stands an ancient forbidding tower called Moss Term or Mouse Tower. According to local legend, it is haunted by what may well be some of the most vengeful ghosts in all of Germany. As the story goes, the tower was built around the 10th century by Hatto II, the Archbishop of Mainz, who used it as a toll house. The bishop was not a kindly man, and he imposed harsh taxes and heavy tolls throughout the district, thereby reducing the peasants to a state of abject poverty. One year, as a result of storms and droughts, a severe famine made matters worse. Although the crops had been devastated, Hatto owned a number of storehouses in which ample grain had been stocked during the previous seasons, when nature had been kind to the land and its people. Instead of distributing it to the needy, or even selling it to those who could afford to pay a lower price, he offered it only at a high price to those with ready cash. Needless to say, there were fewer of these people each day. Finally, in desperation, a delegation representing the majority who were on the verge of starvation came to Hatto and begged him to lower the price to a range that they could afford. But he refused and turned them away. Driven by their hunger to persist, they returned and petitioned him again, begging him to relent and to save them from starvation. This time he appeared to undergo a change of heart. He listened and finally told them that if they went to a certain barn outside the town of Benjen, across from the Mosterm, each person could have as much grain as he could carry home by himself. With gratitude and relief, the peasants flocked to the barn with empty sacks, kegs, anything they could find to fill with grain. But once they got inside, they were startled to find themselves locked in. Confusion gave way to terror when the acrid smell of smoke struck their nostrils. For it was then that the realization struck that they had been betrayed and that Hatto's henchmen had deliberately set the barn on fire. As the flames crackled and roared amidst the frenzied shrieks and the billowing smoke, a single choking woman managed to find her way to a window, but it was barred, and the iron was so hot that it burned the flesh of her hands as she seized the bars. Nevertheless, she clung tightly and shrieked a curse at the cruel bishop that all outside could hear. May your sufferings exceed ours by a thousandfold, she cried. May the rats from the river and the fields devour the living flesh from your bones before you die, and may your miserable soul be shackled to your accursed tower for as long as it stands. She may have said more, but her words were drowned out by the roaring flames and screams of the dying. Hatto scoffed at the curse when he was told of it, for he had not even bothered to come and witness the slaughter of his innocent victims. After one of his customary sumptuous meals, he retired for the night. He was awakened in the middle of the night by a sound that he had never heard before, and by the time he found out what it was, there was no escape. Swarms of rats had invaded his palace, huge, ferocious rats with beady, bright eyes and gleaming, sharp teeth. The sound of tiny claws pattering on stone multiplied by tens of thousands, was enough to drive a man insane, and the horrible squeaking and squealing and gnashing of teeth 
was beyond description. Fleeing in terror from room to room as the frenzied horde of hungry rats pursued him, Hato finally managed to get out of the palace. The tower! It was his only hope of refuge. Running as fast as he could to the banks of the Rhine, he scrambled into a boat and rowed to the rock. Then, lighting a candle inside the tower, he climbed to its uppermost room, where he collapsed in a chair, panting with exhaustion and terror. Soon, he fell asleep. But after a while, how long he did not know, he was awakened again. The candle had long since burned out, and he was surrounded by darkness. The wind was blowing, moaning, and wailing, like a thousand lost souls. But above it, there were other sounds, squeaking and squealing, pattering of feet, and gnashing of teeth. The rats had come. This time, there was no escape. Dropping to his knees, Hato began to pray, but his prayers were not answered. When the thousands of furry horror swarmed over him, his screams were drowned out by the gnawing, the tearing, the squealing, and the grinding. And by the time they had finished, there was nothing left of him but a pile of white bones. But it was not quite the end of Hato, for even today, his tortured phantom rushes about the gloomy corridors of Mouse Tower, shrieking and moaning, wailing and begging for mercy. And everyone who knows the story is convinced that so will it be with the evil man's ghost, as long as a single stone of Mouse Tower remains. Mm-hmm.